millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Thomas May, And I'm Zancy Weber. The Craving Creativity Podcast is our cry for help. A way to help ourselves as creatives to talk about how we get inspired, how we create, but also how we deal with stress, mental illness, and everything in between. Now, if you're creative, you, like us, have most likely always been seen as the black sheep of your family and always making different choices than what 90% of normal people might do. Uh, Not going for the safe choice, but always living a little on the edge. With the Craving Creativity Podcast, it is our hope to create create a safe space where we can talk about being creative. We want to build a community of like-minded creatives and help each other. Subscribe, email us, and be part of the creative journey. Welcome to Craving Creativity. I'm one of your hosts, Sainsy Weber, here with... Thomas Mai. And what we're doing here is trying to create a safe space for creatives to talk about how to be creative and get the most out of your projects basically. Um, That that is why we're both here. We're both uh, creative people who are trying to incorporate creativity into our day-to-days. Yes. Um, So we wanted to share that journey with all of you. Um, So Thomas, you you picked the the topic for today. Yes. Uh, What is it that you would like to talk about? Well, I want to talk about setting a goal, right? Mm-hmm. Having a dream. I want to do, I want to write a book. I want to make a film. I want to, you know, I want to do that painting. I want to do a musical, whatever it is, the goal you have from a creative point of view, but then sticking with it. Yeah. And I think that's, it's easy to have a dream. It's easy to have, to wake up and feel, you know, you have that late night. If you're a night owl, you're up at 2 a.m. In the, 2 a.m. in the morning and maybe you had a glass of wine and, you know, you can do anything and you <laughs> come up with these m- ambitious plan, right? Or if you're a morning person, you wake up full of energy, oh, today's going to be the day. But then reality sets in, right? And then the everyday life sets in and the rest of sets in. And then you, how do you get through with it? How do you stick with it? How do you make sure that that book does get finished how do yeah. you make sure that symphony does get written how do you make sure that that a musical does get up and running <laughs> and that film gets done because it's it's a hard work yeah and that's what i want to talk about today yeah absolutely like i what i struggle with and this is more of a high school struggle for me because you would get the same amount i would get the same amount of like dopamine or serotonin the same uh satisfaction from saying i have this idea and i'm gonna do this as I would to get it done. Because like I would get uh, that, that rush from going like, I've had this great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to write a, I'm going to make a magazine. I'm going to do a comic. Um, And then it's like, that's really good. And then you have all that trudgery to actually do the project before you get that fun thing at the end. Again, again, yes. Whereas if you just keep having a new idea, you just have like, yeah. Oh, it's (laughs) exciting. I'm so creative. Look at all the ideas I have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's definitely something that I've, I've struggled with like my whole life because like, yeah, I've had lots of great ideas. Yes. Yes. Um, And the means to do it. Like that's the thing. We all have computers. We all have pen and paper. We have, I have lots of creative friends. Yeah. So like the possibility is there. It's yeah, not of like, course it is. It's not like, oh, I can't, 
I can't create a computer game because I just don't have the coding ability or anything. But it's like, if it comes to like writing a comic, like yeah. I can write a comic and yes. I have friends who can draw a comic. Exactly. And I know a person who can print it. And yeah. Yep. So the, what's stopping It's virtually you? done. Yeah. <laughs> it's already done. Yeah. In my head. In your done. head. Yes, yes. That's Therefore, exactly. I don't actually have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you get high on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coming up with great ideas is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's the execution <laughs> part I want to talk about today. Yeah. So how do you execute it? How, do, you, do you have a, do you, I can, Look, I can tell you how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, please. Sure. Uh, so I plan basically, yeah. uh, that is my, my go-to is like, if I have an idea that I latch onto, I'm like, okay, this, this is something that would reward me creatively in the process as well as in the execution. Yeah. So along the way, I'm going to get an enjoyment at this stage, at this stage and at this stage before I get to the final stage. Yeah. Some of that is also collaborating. Yes. Um, I find that I get a lot of energy and exactly. positive reinforcement yeah. by having someone else enjoying the process with me yeah. and someone who can feed me energy when I'm feeling drained and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and accountability of course is a big part of that as well. Yeah. Because it's so easy to sit there and dream of your own idea. And then the next morning, ah, oh, I'm not feeling so well today. I'll do it's it like, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Manana, manana, you know, a little bit of a hangover. I'll yeah. write it tomorrow. You know, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, I guess the other, the other, uh, my other step to overcoming this is like setting a, an end point. Yes. So if it's an ongoing project yes. or something that doesn't have like, okay, my book is published that, and then yeah. you're done with it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what do I want to achieve? At what point do I reassess and go, this is no longer worth it okay. or, or this is still on an ongoing process, which is worth it for me. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why. That's, that's why some projects kind of fall to the wayside because they get to the point where it's like, okay, at this point it's no longer worth it, so we're just going to let it go. Yeah. And that's the end of that project. Um, but to me that doesn't always feel like a failure because we've had – I'm now associating the process of getting a, the job done with with achievement, with, with success. Yeah. So taking the first steps to uh, writing the outline for a podcast and then figuring out the format, getting the music together, doing the first few episodes, all of those are success points yes. that I can, they can that, that are part of the a bigger project overall. Mm. Um, and whether or not the podcast goes all the way through to the end or is ongoing in, in forever and ever more, that is almost irrelevant because the the success that comes from the process mm. and that's kind of how I tricked my brain into actually doing the work mm. um, and breaking it down into small success points rather than like I have to write a whole novel before I get to uh, congratulate myself on yes. what I've done oh yeah yeah so you today I'm gonna write one page yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah. So basically sit down and go, what is required to do this project? Yes. Whether it's a book or, or directing or yeah. whatever. And then one by one, hit those success markers, hit those yeah. success markers, hit those success markers. Yeah. Um, and if you don't hit them, don't throw it away. Yeah. Just like, okay, I didn't hit that. Let's make it up. Yeah. Because it is always just a matter of like, someone has to do the work. Yeah. And if this project is worth it to you, yeah. push through. Yeah. And then- and here comes the question. So how many other projects are you handling at the same time? 
Uh, so yeah. many, very, so very, that's many. That's the human thing, right? Because <laughs> if you're creative, you like to do something a little bit over here, a little yep. bit over there, a little bit over there, a jack of all trades. We talked about the different episodes, right? Yeah. And suddenly you've committed yourself so... <laughs> You keep failing everyone and yourself because you've overcommitted yourself. Is is are you finding that sometimes? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, again maybe a little bit of an overshare. But my first big mental breakdown happened yeah. because I was overcommitted. Okay. I was performing in two two musicals and one play. I was writing and conceiving another musical, and I was producing two other two other theatrical experiences at the same time. At the same time. So, are you in? Nope. <laughs> I know your name is Sane, but are you insane? <laughs> uh, yes, well, exactly. It drove yeah. me insane. I yeah. literally, on, at any given day, I was, I usually had to be in two places at once. Of so course. I was literally sacrificing one project for another yeah. and juggling that for months and on an end. But, and it ended up with me just having to give it all away because yes, I couldn't the, cope. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's the problem. And you let so many other people down, they start getting annoyed at you and you yeah. start, oh no, it'll be better tomorrow than tomorrow. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and so, so that's, that's again fewer projects to, is the uh, is the is the thing here. I think it's more focused projects. Yes, um, because a lot of those projects, like the the when I was conceiving musicals or conceiving plays, there's no end date. Conceiving that. is that the word you use? Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. I, get, well, I would yeah, say writing, so but we I, were uh, we were adapting a computer yes, game yes. into what Got would it. be a musical. Yeah. Um, and it was like, well. We have no, we have no set, we have no stage, we have no theater to perform this in. It really is just a matter of collaborating to figure out what it's going to be before we can stage it, and, and so it was very amorphous. Yeah. Um. And I think that is what more than anything, uh, drains my batteries is Got when it. like I don't know how I can contribute to this project, and therefore I'm just stressing about I haven't contributed enough. Yeah. Um. So that's why it comes back to after that when I kind of got back up on my feet and I started doing projects again, mm. it was very much a point of like, what is expected of me? Can I achieve it? And in what segments will I achieve it? Yeah. Yeah. And then comes the other difficult oh, step three or four in the whole process here. Then suddenly you're going to work with other human beings, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. but can also be very <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Because I mean, they don't do what you tell them to do. <laughs> Uh, yes, I have been called a control freak. Yes. Uh, in the past and probably will be again in the future. Um, and I think that is, it's just a matter of acknowledging how you work. Yes. And we spoke about this yeah. when we spoke about collaborators is yeah. like, I know that I have a tendency to do everything because I know that I will do it yeah. firstly. Yeah. And I know that I will do it to a level that I'm comfortable with. Yes. Um, and if someone else is doing it, I don't know what level it's going to get done to. So for my own, <laughs> for yeah. my own brain, yeah. I would prefer to do it. And, yeah. and my brain makes that trade of like do more work, but know what the reward is going to be at the end. Yeah. Uh, but that is part of the planning process. Now when I approach a project is like, who am I working with? What yeah. am I going to ask of them? Yes. And where do I draw the line of like, they are not contributing enough or I'm contributing too much. What is the balance? And yeah. that's something to, again, negotiate beforehand. And that can be the first success point is really like, okay, this is the project. 
this is what we're doing. Yes. Rather than just like, yes, let's do it. And it's just, just like jumping into the, into the fight and, and not knowing where who's mm-hmm. doing what and where everything is ending up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what about yourself? Like, uh, how do you, how do you set a goal and how do you set a goal and keep it? Well, there's all these promises I've made in the late night hours, right? I'm a night <laughs> owl and you know, everything looks rosy. Everything is great. And you can just do it. You know, the world is yours for your taking. Yep. What could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> as I say, reality sits in. I, um, just like you, I've been a jack of all trade. And that is what a producer is by definition, because you have to understand all the different elements, whether it's creative or production wise, distribution wise, mm. financing, sales, you know, all those things. So I, as I've gotten older, I've gotten to know myself a little bit more. Right. Mm. And I know that's a long process getting to know yourself. Got, I got the rest of my life to figure it out. Well, that's the thing. It's an ongoing thing. <laughs> it is a work in progress. Let's put it that way. Because uh, you, you keep changing as well. I do. Yeah. I keep adapting and changing and thank God for that. <laughs> um, so for me, it's, it's more about... Um, Oh, the amount of products I've come home and told my wife about and <laughs> never <laughs> succeeded. But then again, a lot has. So it's it's you can't win them all. Yeah. And 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 for every hit you have, you have a lot of failures as well. Yeah. And as people who listen to this podcast regularly will know, we talk about our top three list. And one of my top three is all the businesses I've tried to start that failed. And I, there's a lot. And I, I couldn't write a whole page. I could continue. There's just so many that failed. Yeah. But then again, some other, other ones succeeded. I think it's about being realistic and about being figuring out what you want to do. And right now I'm in a stage where things are changing for me income wise, what I'm doing. So I'm looking for other ways of getting income. Yeah. Cause you know, money's never guaranteed and I'm getting more savvy about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Yeah. It's no longer sounding cool. It's no longer it's easy. It's all about, will I be passionate about this? Will yeah. I be excited about this? Will I, will I do this to help? Will this make me happy? Yeah. Right. And the human connection is there. Um, and maybe I'm oversharing here, but you and I talked about that. I can help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the ways I can help you is try and get new people come in and use the studio. You've got this amazing studio and more people should use it. Yeah. And I like that because a, <laughs> I, I like you. So I'm helping you and I have to get more clients in helping you. You get happy, the client get happy, Absolutely. and I get happy. So it's it's a so so products like that excites me, and it's a product that is, I wouldn't say limited in scope because nothing is limited, but the process of doing it is actually simple once you understand the technicalities behind it. Yeah. And as I explained to you right before, we're in, oh, you know, building you a landing page, right, <laughs> setting everything up look nice. People click book a free call. They book a call with me. I run them through everything. And when if they're ready, they can talk to you. Yeah. So I filter them and I, I run the, all the ads and all that stuff. So for that point of view, I like that because A, you and I get to talk about it, but that's what I help you. So that's 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 one business idea that right now that I'm working on that I'm yeah. excited about. I'm doing that also for some other people as well. So yeah. it's a process that works. It's fun. And I help people. And there's a accountability element into it. Yeah. And if they make money, I make money. If you don't make money, I don't make money. So it, it's, it's, we all win in together, right? Win, I, I yeah. like there's nobody. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. And then, um, yeah, uh, we're doing podcasts. We're doing this podcast and we're doing this other podcast together. And of we course, haven't yeah. even talked about that. This, uh, <laughs> but if anybody's interested in marketing. Yeah, we have, SEO or. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, uh, we have a podcast called Memorable Marketing by Media Group. And we're going to put the show notes in here. And that's how you and I met because you were the producer of that. Yeah. 
Um, and I bring you in at the end of it, but I interview people in the marketing space for this company that I work with. And I'll put it in show notes. So again, it's a limited product. It's fun. It's something I can do. So it's, it's about looking for those uh, options for me from a business point of view, but also from a creative point of view and mm. creating a landing page for you, running some ads, setting it up. I feel like it's, it's creative. I mean, yeah. it's not writing a book. <laughs> it's not writing a symphony, but it's a creative enough to get my juices flowing. Yeah. And I like that. So it sounds to me like you like to, you like to think on your feet as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm, I'm very much more the sit down, figure out what the process is and then work through it. You, you like to, you like to have an overall idea of what the process is and then yeah. jump in. Oh, I jump in before yeah. I can uh, I look before I jump. There's no doubt about it. I commit myself, but then I, I, I'll figure it out. I, yeah. I know I have that. I'll figure it out. And then, you know, is it going to be this domain name? There's a lot of technical things that needs to be sorted out, but it's something that will happen as you cover ground by ground. You figure it all out. You can't, yeah. you can't sit and plan it all from a theoretical point of view if you don't have the practical experience. Yeah. And the only way to sometimes get the practical experience is, is by actually in. doing it. Right? We talked about learning how to swim. Right? You can read about it, but yeah, but oh, you can theorize <laughs> about it, but. Once you get into the water, you will not know what to do, right? That's so, how I learned how to podcast. There wasn't any how-tos nope, when I nope, started nope. doing it. It was just a matter of like going in, doing everything wrong yep. and figuring it out. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's the only way to do it, I think, sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also I, – I've done a little bit of improv in my background, so improv comedy. Yeah. There's a concept in improv, which is celebrate failure. So when something when something fails, yeah. so like you you've started a project and you've got – so far through it, but then for whatever reason, it doesn't come yeah. to fruition. Rather than beating yourself up over it, celebrate the fact that you started something, you had an idea, you've actually learned what or everything that you've had to do to get to that point. Yeah. And so when you approach something in the future, you have that experience. Yes. And whether or not it was all positive or negative, you're going, you've learned how to approach that. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you've had some joy along the way as well so, so that you can go like, look, yeah. it didn't work, but that, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think that's for me at least. And obviously there's different currencies in life, right? There's dollars in the bank account, mm -hmm. but there's also happiness and love and satisfaction and fulfillment. And there's all these other currencies that you might draw on or not draw on. But for me, it's also going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, if it's yeah. not fun, Hey, what's the point? I mean, it's just a, you look at my bracelets, my daughter, <laughs> this bracelets, it's very colorful. It's very it? colorful. It's very colorful. So you got distracted right there. So, so yeah, it's, it's, for me, it has to be fun. And, um, and that's part of who I am because if I don't having fun, nobody's having fun. And then what's the point? Absolutely. I mean, then, yeah. and I'm not talking badly about people who sell insurance because I did that <laughs> once so I can talk about it. But you know, if, 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 if that's your thing, go do that. But you know, it's, 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 I've met people who are passionate about insurance. Yeah. And, okay. And, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it, if you are exactly, if it ticks your boxes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go, go, so go yeah, that's fun. a good way of looking yeah. at it. It's not about this, but it's my perception of it because I did sell insurance yeah. once, which yeah. was, I did not like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One bit. Yeah. Look, I've done door to door sales sales and it's like, I, you could not pay me enough money to no. do that ever again. No. No. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. We're creative people. Yeah. Uh, we like, we like, uh, latching onto creative concepts, whereas yes. other people are very logical people and they yeah. love the fact that you can give them a spreadsheet and give them uh, a, a list of needs from a customer and they yeah. can make 
make it all make sense yeah. and everyone's happy at the end. And that is, that's a form of creativity that yes. I don't particularly relate to. Yeah. I love a good spreadsheet, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but that's pretty much as far as that goes for me. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that is the idea of setting a goal is, is not, not beating yourself up if it fails, no. except accepting what has happened and learning from and it. And learn from it. Yeah. I think the most important thing is learn from what did we learn here that we can use next time we are standing in a similar situation or we want to try something new or different again. Yeah. What can we apply from here that we learned? Because it's so easy to look at all the failures and we all have failures. I mean, it's, failing is, is human. I mean, yeah. it's part of human life. If you don't fail, I mean... When you're a little kid learning how to walk, you will literally fail. You will fall. You yeah. will hurt yourself. But you thank God your bones <laughs> are made of rubber, so <laughs> it has no lasting effect, right? But you have to take all those falls in order to learn how to walk. Yep. Same riding a bicycle, right? Same driving a car. Hopefully no crashes. But the analogy that you keep falling, you keep learning, and keep doing mistakes until you get better at it. And I think that's part of human endeavor. We're not robots. I mean, yeah. we we have to learn. So embracing the... The misery, the failures, the goals, <laughs> the successes, and and the failures. I mean, yeah, by all means, embrace the misery, but like try to convert that misery into a lesson, and then you can yeah. celebrate it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, has the time come for us to discuss our top threes, which are goals that we've set that we may or may not have achieved? Yes, I, I think it is. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So my first goal is I wanted to do a daily podcast. Yeah. Um, and I knew going into it that this was going to be a big commitment and I was planning well in advance uh, and it went okay. It was called an assemblage of grandiose and bombastic grandiloquence, um, which it was just an etymology podcast. Yeah. It was about four minutes an episode. Yeah. Um, and I was presenting in a very weird British accent and it was kind of a bit of a character, a bit of a, I, I love language. And so that was tying into this, but it ended up just being too much. Yeah, like it, it went from a daily podcast to a twice a week podcast. And then at that point it was like, I cannot keep up with this. I cannot keep up with the schedule. No. And what I learned from that is like, it was a scripted podcast and- Ah. That kind of podcast takes so much more time Preparation. I was, behind the scenes. I was about to ask yeah. because one thing is to sit down and just talk, but if you have to prepare, I mean, the research that goes yeah. into it and the, as, as a script, yes, because you are you need to etymology. <laughs> sorry, etymology. Yes, yeah. So you need to at least do the research and, yeah. and plan it out because you're playing on words, and right? And you want to make it a little bit funny, yeah. And so, like, that's the thing. Like every episode for four minutes of content might've taken an hour, an hour and a half, two hours yes. to create. Yeah. Um, and that is over, over a week and then over a year and over a month. So it, we went for about 50 episodes. So that was an achievement. And that was when I said, okay, at this point, let's reevaluate and yeah. see what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's let it go. Okay. Um, and that was an experiment. And by all means, it was a successful experiment. I found out I could do it yeah. and the amount of work involved. And then, then I made the judgment that that amount of work is not something I could maintain ongoing. And so I let it go. Okay. Yeah. So it did come to fruition. Yeah. But it's not an ongoing project the way that I wish it would. Be. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you think you're going to take it up again? Is it, is it, is there going to be a season two at some point or? There definitely could be. Yeah. Um, 
I am. I still have a lot of research that I've done that haven't hasn't been turned into episodes. Yeah. Um. So that it's definitely on the on the cards. Yeah. But something would have to change with my my day to day schedule. Yeah. Um. To be able to bring it back. And did you do it by yourself or were you with someone else? Uh, I did it by myself, and then I had another person who came in about ten episodes into do the writing for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we, I would do the research, she would do the writing and then I would record the episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of producing it, the post-production was easy because it's only four minutes. Yes. That that was not the hard part. It was the research. It was not talking because once you were doing it, the flow was there. You were enjoying the the four minutes of recording. It was all the time that went into researching it. And that was a huge commitment. Yeah. Wow. Ambitious. And I knew that going in and that's why I was like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have 20 episodes done and in the can before I even start recording. So I have four weeks of like leeway. Yeah. Um, But slowly it snuck up on you, didn't it? (laughs) Well, it was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. We had to, we had to miss it. We missed a a session where we were working on an episode. So we got like two episodes behind and we got four episodes behind. Luckily we never got to a point where we were missing posting episodes. Okay. Um, But we got to a point where like, yeah, okay, we can't keep this up. So yeah. let's stop it at 50 and we'll, we'll reassess. So lesson learned here. If, if there's ever going to be a season two, how often is the podcast going to come out? I would probably do it twice a week. Twice a week. Twice yeah. a week, I yeah. think would be, would be ideal mm. or have a once, once a week, but with longer episodes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So what about you? What was a project oh, that you, well, you set? My, my first Big goal, which was a collaborative goal, was making my first film. Mm-hmm. As uh, listeners who've listened to this podcast before, I've produced eight films. And this was my first one producing in Denmark, uh, called, a film called The 18th. And I've mentioned a couple of things before in other sh- uh, podcasts, but it was this was the film that we thought we were making a short film that turned into be a feature film. Yep. And again, that was determined by the length of the script, and we didn't know that, and that was told by a producer of ours. And this producer friend of ours, well, we didn't know him. I called him up on the phone and he happened to answer it and he happened to have seen a small short film he saw the night before on a local TV station. He read the script and he said, this is a feature film, it's really good. And then he said, listen, uh, you should go and see this such and such person at the Danish Film Institute. Um, I'm going to send the script to him and recommend he reads it. And then this other guy, his name was, so this producer in demo, his name is Ip Tadini. Um, amazing man, um, wonderful man. He he was the one who was the first producer who, and he went in and said, listen, you should, uh, you're on Young Date, which is another, I'm coming up with all these Danish names, <laughs> um, who was another, uh, he was a person working for the Danish Film Institute. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is amazing. This is really good. I want to support this. I want to, I'm going to give you guys a hundred thousand dollars. And we were like, that's a lot of money. We're a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> but when you start making a film, hundred thousand dollars is not a lot of money, but for us, it was like fortune. And, and then Ibtidin said, well, there's also this guy out at, um, at the Danish national TV station. His name is Sven A perhaps. And you should also talk to him. And he sent the script and he also read it and came back within a week. said, this is amazing. I'm going to leave another hundred thousand. Suddenly we're up $200,000. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and it just kept growing from there and from there. And it, it's, it's, it's a film that's, that's, it's a story of, of three. It's a, the film is about three stories about, three people who crossed their path on a very unique day in Danish history. Mm. On the 18th of May, 1993, there was an European election of whether we should be part of the European Union in a continued elaboration or not. And uh, it was a small majority of yes. And previous to that, we've had another one referendum where we said no, and then they came back and asked again, and we said yes, and we just continued. And there was a lot of people 
were very rebellious about that. Yeah. And there was a lot of fighting in the streets. And the police fired 113 shots at protesters wow. in peaceful Denmark. So the 18th of May, which is this famous day, that's the day where these three pa- uh, 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 where these three story characters crosses their path. Long story short, it came out. Only 5,000 people saw it in Denmark. It was never a big hit, <laughs> even though we had a future prime minister in the film and lots of other people who played themselves. Um, but it got sold to Norway, it got sold to Germany, it got sold to Spain, it got sold to lots of countries, and it won a lot of festivals, and it won a lot of money, actually. Yeah. And it was our first film, and it was just pleasure making it. And it was just such a difficult project because the director was a first-time director. The, the, direct, the DP, um, the director of photography, first time. The producer, which was me, was first time... Uh, all of us, the act, I mean, everything was just first time for everyone. And it was such a collaborative effort, but we did it. Yeah. And I was 24, 25 when, I, when the film came out. So it was a relatively young age at the time to come out and produce your first film. But it was just such an amazing achievement. And I was immensely proud of it. Um, and it is still a good film. I don't think you can find it anywhere. It was, it came out in the time before... Um, DVDs, I think. I think yeah, it never yeah. made it way to DVD. It was a VHS. Well, now tapes. you got to get it up up on streaming. <sighs> I don't own the film. Life. Someone else owns <laughs> it. It's a long story, but um, it's up to them to do that. But um, so I'll I'll link that in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. I will link to your podcast studio. If anybody's looking for a podcast studio, you don't have to be based in Brisbane. Um, if you are anywhere in the world, you want a great producer like Sane to work with you. Um, I'll link that in there. How to contact us about that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you need a landing page and some leads coming through every week I'll be putting that up there as well <laughs> so All that's right. a successful goal that you, it, was, yeah. it was it was a goal that succeeded which I was very proud and of it was and a goal it, that evolved over time as well it was a goal goal that evolved kept evolving and, and I just never the, the goal post kept getting moved mm. And not by my design, by other people coming in and giving us feedback. And I think the film ended up costing $600,000, $500,000. So, yeah, it was, it was, we got some more money. And anyway, and we made it, nobody got paid on the film. Of course. No, it was just impossible. It's a creative project. (laughs) Yeah. I remember a very famous actor, I won't say his name here. He he said, sure, I'll come help you guys. But he needed a case of beer every day. That was sort of his payment. (laughs) So I had to call Carlsberg and they came and and, and donated 50 cases of beer. And I can tell you with a case of beer, you can get, you can get a lot of stuff done. It's a great payment. Show up at somebody's door with a case of beer. Don't worry. People do everything. I'm Australian. Yeah. We know how that works. <laughs> and I'm just saying it's a, it's a very powerful currency, okay? Because yeah. ah, $200, $100, no, no, a case of beer. All right, I'll do it, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, that was a currency I traded in, so. Yeah, well, my, my next one was a successful project. So yeah. um, a group of friends and I, we were doing a musical together, yeah. um, and we had this idea to do a 24-hour musical yeah. where we rehearse and stage a full musical in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, which is insane. We, we, yes. Uh, we got the idea from a summer camp that one of them had worked at yeah. that did a similar thing, but with like summer camp kids. Yeah. So we wanted to do it with real people, yeah. uh, real professionals in yeah. real theater. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that was seven years ago and there's been one ever since. And you're doing one this year? Uh, I'm not doing it. I'm oh. involved in, in the production, but yes, it we've done two this year. There was one in April. There's going to be one in October. Wow. Because we missed one in 2020 because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically we had to conceive this never-before-attempted project, yeah. uh, figure out how it actually works, how you compress everything into that shorter time span. Yeah. 
um, and what the actual logistical side of like keeping everyone up for about 30 hours yeah. so, <laughs> so and keep them uh, active and on, Motivated. on the moment. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, so yeah, that is, that's a big success. Like we, the, the whole project was basically to bring um, the, the, the theater community in Brisbane together because it's not a theater company. So there's no like allegiances no. there. Okay. And also because it's a fun product because it's a limited in scope. It's not yeah. like it's going hey, to, we need you, you we need your time next three months. No, yeah. no, it's just it's 24 hours. It's, yeah. Well, 48 hours <laughs> okay. usually yeah, okay. because you need to sleep afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so, and it's been a great success. Oh, Everyone nice. loves it. Um, I, I, I want to come see this year. Well, it yeah. is on as time of recording this weekend. <laughs> Oh, this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Now I've got to put my my money where my mouth is, huh? Yeah. Commitment. Um, hmm. What is it on Saturday or? It's on uh, Sunday evening. Sunday evening. But it is, Monday is a public holiday. Okay. Which is how it's, it's worked out nicely. Um, okay. But yeah, usually they're in April, but the, the 2020 project got pushed to October this year. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the 24 hour musical, it was, it was a big project. There were six of us involved in the core group. Yeah. Um, but overall, like every project has about 150 people involved wow. over the, the 48 so hours. So they write fresh music and fresh screenplay? No, no, or? no. So it is, it's a, it's a licensed musical. So oh, okay, it could okay. be like Hairspray or Wicked okay. or whatever. So it's an existing. It's an existing property. Yes. Yeah. That, that, people can either know about or you could, there's a, a script exists that yeah. you can work off with music <laughs> we, we and everything. tend towards musicals that aren't very well known um, okay. just because that's more fun. Okay. Well, good <laughs> on you for doing that. Yeah. So what, what, what's a musical? Is it, this, is it well, this year? Well, no one knows until the day. Of course not. Yeah. That's the whole idea. We can't yeah, tell yeah, them yeah. What, they, what it is. <laughs> this podcast will go live after it will on sunday it will so but i you you're gonna have to be surprised on the day god i will say it is set in the 1920s I okay believe. all right hmm. great guess so it's a classic okay. classical musical yeah okay yeah. got it well that sounds interesting yeah all right um okay so my next uh thing i want to talk about is all the stuff i failed at Okay. So I mentioned, and this is more from the business side. So if you're creative as a producer, at the end of the day, we need to pay our bills, right? Yeah. We need to figure out money. And when I produced films on the 18th, we didn't make any money. Um, some sales came in, which fueled our next film where we got paid and then so forth and so forth. But I've also, because film business is just such a unstable business to be in. I mean, it's just, you never know. I yeah. mean, you can be... Up until 24 hours before shooting starts and everything can fall apart. You, you, it's just happened yeah. on numerous films. So I've always had to dabble into other businesses and try to keep things alive. And I just want to go through a lot of stuff that I tried. It's just the last five or 10 years. Um, one point I was running a uh, microgreen um, a little thing with my wife. We were okay. growing um, microgreens in our garage. Awesome. Uh, which was fun. Uh, and and it's, it was a, 12 day turnaround from planting the seeds, soaking them to, you know, uh, harvesting them, them yeah, and yeah. trimming them to, uh, to go and sell it. And I had several uh, clients, uh, the Sanford hotel out in Sanford Valley. Oh, cool. They took a kilo and a half every week, but then the chef there, he went on to work in a mine somewhere <laughs> as you do in Australia. And then the new chef didn't care about it. And then after they were like, okay, well we were not making a lot of money. It sort yeah, of paid yeah. itself, but it was a fun little site project. Could have grown bigger, could not have grown, but it took, we, we, the big mistake we made was we chose a 
seed, sunflower seed, which is a beautiful seed. But the problem is when it grows, the seed is still stuck to its head. So you have to manually remove that. Oh, And, and that is very time consuming. Yeah. And my wife were going very frustrated with it. And we made like 7,500 bucks a week. It's not exactly, yeah, yeah. not exactly something you can live <laughs> off often. We had some costs associated with it, but it was a fun little project. My first company I thought of when I was about 16 years old, I wanted to I don't know, gun is my head. I wanted to clean people's phones. I, it was the weirdest, dumbest thing. So going to companies and try to clean their phone. I mean, why would you want to clean the whole thing? Not just phones. Yeah. But like, I, <laughs> I don't know why I came up with that concept. <laughs> I ordered all these special napkins that could do it, but I never, I never I got mean, a honestly, client. And I, ne- I, 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 cleaning <laughs> their keyboards is a greater idea. Yes, but I was, I was sixteen and not very smart at the time, so I didn't know. So, um, the last five years I spent. If not, I wouldn't say a thousand man hours, but lots and lots and lots of man hours on trying to set up a film fund. Okay. A yeah. film fund based out of a country in Europe. I'm not going to go into details here. And we were so close and yet we're still so far. And I had to walk away from this project Yeah. two or three months ago. It was very painful to do because I invested so much time with three other business partners, but it was no longer self-supporting, self-serving. And yeah. yeah. And uh, also falling out and blah, blah, blah. It's one of those things where it doesn't work. And uh, But five years of my time, we developed uh, properties. You know, this is not housing, but when we say properties, yeah, yeah. storylines, yeah. concepts, IP. comic books, IPs, intellectual yeah. properties. Yeah. And we set the whole thing up, wrote business plans after business plan. And oh my God, I spent so much time on it. And then it didn't work. But, you know, if you don't try that, you'll never know if it's going to work, right? And now, if you ever want to do it in the future, you have what didn't work and why it exactly, didn't work and exactly. how it didn't work. This was a 100 million euro uh, film fund, which is a lot of money, but not a lot of money if you think about it. Because yeah. if you make a film at 10 million euros, that's, that's only 10. That's 10%. That's, 10, that's only 10 films, <laughs> yeah. right? So we're, we're coming up with some very um, uh, innovative uh, way of doing it and... It was very much fun writing and doing the whole process, but it's just five years a long time to stay yeah. motivated in a project. And pulling the plug, my I think my wife pulled the plug on it two or three years ago. <laughs> I, I kept going, no, 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 this is going to succeed. It's going to succeed. It's going to happen. But it just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, that's just some of the things. I have so many business plans. <laughs> it just didn't work. It's just to give you some, so it's okay to fail. Yeah. It's okay. And it's okay to spend a lot of time on something and, walk away at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, that's the thing you have to make that call. Do you, do you ever feel after that point, do you ever feel relief? Yes. Relief yeah. and not dealing with, with, you don't with have the, to stress anymore. Yes. Cause there is, it's, we would, there's four people on, a, on, on this thing here and, and me and another person had done film before. And there was mm-hmm. two other people who never done film before. and want to be part of it. And they didn't understand the process. And it was, mentally challenging to constantly tell them how things work step by step yeah, yeah. in hindsight maybe we shouldn't work with them maybe we should have i don't know um but they were the ones who could get access to the money and blah 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 but it's hard to when you're not in sync yeah yeah and there's also cultural difference yeah it's hard to keep going at it and so there was a sense of relief pulling it back at it and i don't have to deal with them at yeah, the at no, moment, which, which, like that's, and it's not because they're bad people it's not i'm not saying that it's just saying it, it was it was very draining yeah from an energy point of view and that's that's what i i try to 
dwell on as the yes. silver lining when these projects fall away exactly. is like, okay, yeah. I can now take yeah. a moment yeah. to not, uh, not yeah. worry anymore. So, so me and the other producer, we threw in the towel and yeah. we said, no, 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 this is it. So we're talking about doing something else. He's currently writing a book and one of some of the IPs we developed, we're going to turn it into a comic book at some point Excellent. and see if that, that works. So, yeah. If you gave me the name of that comic book uh, painter and the dude printer, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, we're going. We're going back to early high school. Now. I would struggle to remember. I'm their just names. joking. Uh, um, okay, well, I guess my final one is yeah. a project. Is, is a is a is a goal that I set that has changed um, so many times, and it is my podcast collective, which is that's not canon productions. Yeah. Um, I started it basically as just a, as a website for me to host my own podcasts. Uh, and that turned into me hosting my friends' podcasts as well. Then I wanted to turn it into me helping people get their podcasts up and running. So yes. if people in, in Brisbane, cause I had all the equipment, I had yeah. the expertise and I wanted to practice, you know, getting yeah. podcasts working, they would come to me and I would help them get through the, the process of that. And then that kind of turned into me starting this kind of social group around podcasting and helping people like promote their podcasts. And then now it's finally, and what I think is its final form is a podcast collective. So we have international podcasts from all over and and basically it's, it's a, a bunch of resources that, because we've all pooled our resources together, we can afford to get and get access to and share. Mm. But that is, that is not what my goal was to start with. My goal was to have a website that I can put my podcast on. (laughs) Um, And that's kind of evolved and turned into, and like, I still technically have a website that I can put my podcast on, but the goal, the goalpost kept shifting. Yes. Um, And I think, definitely parts of it like the part where i'm actively involved in getting independent podcasts up and running yeah is not so much a part of it anymore okay um the majority of people who want to join the collective already have podcasts up and running yeah and they're and that's what they're doing and so i think that is an example of like a goal that just kind of took on a life of its own Mm. almost from the very start yeah um and i think that kind of reflects podcasting as an industry rather Mm. than my particular input into it. Yeah. Um, I started out it out as a, as with the idea of it being a, a true collective in like, uh, we have these resources. Let's have, let everyone use them. Yeah. Um, it, that turned into me buying a whole bunch of resources and letting everyone use them. And then now it has turned more into the actual collective and it has more of a life of its own now okay. where everyone kind of contributes. We have access to all these resources. Awesome. And, and so that sounds a little bit like uh, Francis Ford Coppola and American Zoetrope. He bought all this equipment for filmmakers and everybody could come and play around with it. Problem is all the equipment disappeared <laughs> and never returned. And, and he yeah. was trying to trust people to go, but that's awesome that you did that. Um, awesome. What drew you to podcasting? Why, why podcasting? I, I came up as a graphic designer and I always wanted to be, I wanted to have my own magazine yeah. basically. Um, then I discovered podcasts yeah. uh, way back when, and then I kind of, 
it just kind of shifted from magazine publishing to podcast publishing. Um, I think podcasting is very, is a much more approachable medium. Yes, there's a lot less uh, hoops that you have to jump through. There's yes. a lot less gatekeeping and yes. red tape. Yes, um, and I think that's why uh, I I kind of lent towards the collective side of things as well because literally anyone with a microphone and access to the internet can have a podcast. Yes, it's it's um, and that's what I wanted to encourage. I like that. Yeah. I like that. What I like about podcasts, being an avid podcast listener myself, and also now doing two yeah. podcasts, <laughs> is that you, when you listen to a podcast, you get to the, you, the emotions come through, right? Yeah. You 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 don't know the the person talking, but you start getting a sense of who they are. You start recognizing their voice. You start recognizing their tonality, <laughs> and you start getting uh, recognizing when they're talking. Uh, about what they're passionate about, you can you can hear it. You can Absolutely. truly hear it, and it's like friend you don't have. <laughs> if that called, makes sense. Um, if you want to put the scientific label yeah. on, it's called a parasocial relationship. A parasocial relationship. Because it's not an actual social relationship, but it's it's adjacent to. Ah, yeah. shall we put that on your landing page? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I, we, it is there, just in in yeah, I'm just, words. I'm just that. joking because we are. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of writing all this stuff for you right now. I like that parasocial relationship. I don't. I, I I like it. It's it's just good. I mean, I'm walking or doing the chores or hanging the clothes or emptying the dishwasher or yeah. you know doing the laundry, doing the lawn mowing or whatever it is I'm doing <laughs> or biking it or driving to work. It's just I love listening to a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. And so, what do you have a a final? Or was that your no 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 no? no. I was just I was just asking you about your podcast. Oh, why you yeah, chose absolutely. that? Yeah. And also, if somebody's listening out now, thank you so much for listening to our voices. Hopefully, you find this pleasant. Please. Uh, I will be your friend, most likely, yes. if you reach out. Sane is a lovely guy. So, uh, <laughs> he is a very good friend I have. Um, my last one, my last on my top three is um, when I did my second feature film, which was called uh, Possessed, which the 18th was more of a drama. Possessed is more of a thriller. The basic story was a some nefarious being could jump from body to body. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happened, lights went out, you know, there would be a power switch and that's how you knew somebody had jumped. And then these people were trying to chase it down, including a doctor. And we shot in Romania and Transylvania of all places <laughs> and all that stuff. Anyway, when that film was done, uh, the director and I had a falling out, uh, unfortunately. We are friends to this day, but mm. um, the film went over budget. Very much of a buddy. He was afraid that he was going to be financially committed and blamed it all on me. And we can talk forth and back, but he was the one running the set. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, we we, we since back, but he um, and I need a job, so I went to I went to a big, the biggest producer in Denmark called Peter Olbeck Jensen, and uh, said, "Look, we had a falling out on this film, um, and they were they were, they were co-producing it, so he I had to tell him about it, and then he bought my other film." Yep. the rights to that film. And he said, you come work for me now and you're going to start running our sales company. So they, he just started a film sales company. And I yep. was like, what is that? Well, you go and sell films internationally. And and by the way, you have to be in Berlin. You go to Cannes and start preparing for all that stuff. And yeah. two films are coming out. And the first one was Last um, von Trier's The Idiots. And the okay. second film yeah, was yeah. Uh, Mifuna. Um, no, and then the third film was... Uh, I'll link to all these films in the show notes. Mifune, <laughs> which is, um, uh, it's an amazing film by, um, sorry, Carl Jacobsen, I might have mentioned him before. And then the third film was um, a little Swedish film called Fucking Omol. And it was called Fucking Omol. Because <laughs> there's a little town in, in, in Sweden called Omol, 
and the main character don't like living in fucking old mode. Yep. Yeah. They have to change the title in the US, but that's a different story. Um, anyway, I, this this had no idea what the sales company was going to be, and the first film festival I went to was Berlin, and I had no experience in selling films. I understood because I yeah. sold my own film to Germany, and to, so I sort of understood the vagueness of it, but we the film screening we had, the first film screening, 200 people showed up in my booth. I mean, mm. this is unheard of. Normally you have one person showing up. <laughs> Maybe the lucky one person will show up. We had 200 people standing in line, sh- shouting and screaming and yelling. Everybody wanted to buy the film. And this turned into this buying frenzy in Berlin that has not been seen for a long time since. And it was a baptism by fire. And yeah. it was just me and my boss, the owner of this company. And we got on a map and we grew it into one of the biggest and most successful sales companies on the planet awesome. at the time in Europe. Yeah. And we got awarded by European Union and it was just amazing. And I was there for two years and I, I loved it. And of course I left to do something else. Yeah. And <laughs> but, um, I yeah. mean, that sounds like a, a goal that was ended in failure, turning into a new goal that yeah, exactly. ended in success. For me, it's always like one door closes, that means yeah. another door is opening. So if something is failure, it's not mean it's over. Something else pops up and yeah. Go out and find it. You know, when the student is ready to learn, the master will show up. <laughs> that's that's how I see it. So it's a little story about sometime you just stumble into things. And this was definitely one of those examples. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing all thank of that. You, like, it, it has been a long episode, but I've been wrapped the whole way through and maybe I've spoken a little bit too much. But, all right. you know, <laughs> let us know about your current goals and yep. whether, you, whether you're confident in achieving them and how you go about doing it. Because obviously... Uh, Thomas is much more of the jump in and figure it out on his feet and <laughs> yes. I'm much more of the sit down plan it out beforehand um, and I, I, I'm interested in hearing what other yeah. people do to, to is meet there their third, goals is there a third way uh, <laughs> we, we don't understand is there a third way uh, have already succeeded yes. and then work backwards I yes. think that's the Kardashian model yes so <laughs> I guess so yeah uh, yeah but so you can reach out to us on email give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on any of your podcatchers that you can yeah. uh, we would love to hear from you Um, I've been Zane C. Weber here with Thomas Mine. And uh, keep being creative, everyone. Thank you.